And we think about what we do at Ever Widening Circles as bringing joy and wonder and awe into people's lives in a really meaningful way. Welcome back to Seek the Joy podcast. Happy Seek the Joy Tuesday. I'm your host, Sydney Weiss, and on the podcast today is Liesl Ulrich Vederber, and she's an entrepreneur and the chief operating officer of Ever Widening Circles. Ever Widening Circles is an online publication really on a mission to change the negative dialogue about our times. They're pointing to the insights, innovations, and good news that really prove that it's still an amazing world. In today's episode, Liesl and I chat all about Ever Widening Circles, where it started and their mission, and how Ever Widening Circles has really changed her perspective and reignited her lifelong mission for finding beauty in the world. Liesl shares the power of curiosity and slow, continuous progress, why we need to look at media and what we consume like a well-rounded diet, and the impact of sharing good news. Plus, Liesl and I chat about what's bringing her joy during quarantine, the realities of working from home and losing a sense of balance, P.S., it's totally normal, tools Liesl relies on to stay present and take care of herself, her biggest dream, and so much more. Before we dive in to this week's new episode, I want to share with you guys that next week we are celebrating, and I can't even believe it's next week, but we are celebrating three years of Seek the Joy podcast. And this weekend on October 3rd at 2 p.m. Pacific, I'm like holding a little birthday party, a little celebration on Zoom, and I would love it for you to join. So make sure to click the link in the show notes to RSVP or send me an email, sydney at seekthejoypodcast.com, and I'll make sure that you're on the list. I am so excited to celebrate three years with you guys and more on that next week. Also, Liesl and Ever Widening Circles are hosting a really unique virtual conference around the theme of finding goodness. It's called the Conspiracy of Goodness Summit, and it's next Sunday, October 4th from 2 to 6 p.m. Eastern time. And in an afternoon of talks, interactive sessions, and a live Q&A, you'll get the tools and insights you need to manage the negativity that's consuming so many of us in the news right now, and tools and tips to lead a healthier, happier, more meaningful life. So I'm going to include more information about the summit in the show notes for today's episode. You can also enter the code SEEKTHEJOY at checkout to receive 20% off your ticket. Together with Ever Widening Circles, Liesl is curating insights and innovations that prove it's really still an amazing world. And so I can't wait to hear what you think about today's episode. Make sure to join the conversation on our social media channels, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. We are at Seek the Joy Podcast everywhere. If you're listening on Spotify, hit follow. If you're on Apple Podcasts, hit subscribe. And while you're there, leave us a rating and review. Ratings and reviews really help the show get seen by new people and share with them what the podcast is really all about. So when you leave that five-star review, take a screenshot and send it to sydney at seekthejoypodcast.com. I'll send you a little something something to say thank you and it's just such a great way for us to connect outside of the show. 
All right, guys, that's it. Don't forget to RSVP to celebrate with me this weekend on Zoom, three years of Seek the Joy podcast. And without further ado, here's my conversation with Liesl Ulrich Verderber of Ever Widening Circles. So where did your journey with Ever Widening Circles begin? Where did all of this start? Yeah, so Ever Widening Circles, um, my mother started it back in 2014. Um, She um, is a dentist by trade, and she had been noticing that her patients were coming in and becoming more and more downtrodden, and this was in 2014. Uh, And she'd been noticing this for about a decade, and it all kind of came to a head when one of her patients reached out to her after... um, he had enlisted in the army and he was in a really bleak place in his life. And he reached out to my mom and said, I can't find anything that Mm. is positive about the world. Can you send me something? Um, and I think that was such a great testament to my mother as a, as a healthcare worker, um, of all the people to reach out to, he reached out to his dentist. Mm -hmm. Um, I was going to say like of all the people, right? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But she has worked, she and my father are both dentists and, they have just worked for 30 years to keep the humanity in healthcare. And so they get calls like that all the time, actually. Hmm. So she wanted to help this young man. And so she went on a search of the internet to find some place that, you know, she could send him to. And she couldn't find any place that wasn't rampant with ads. This was like the height of pop-up ads, um, in, on websites. Mm -hmm. And, um, she couldn't find any place that didn't have ads and wasn't political at the time there were some really popular sites out there, but they had a clearly political stance and she didn't know where this kid's politics lay. And, you know, for her patients, she deals with people of all different political viewpoints. Um, and my mom being my mom, she just decided if there wasn't a place out there, she'd do it herself. Hmm. And I think what's funny about that is, you know, she couldn't even use Facebook at the time, but she figured how hard could a website <laughs> be to build. I and love that. She happened to find a great collaborator, collaborator in town a young man who helped her build the website and, uh, she was working on that. And she started with, with that, with the mission to write one article every day on any subject under the sun that proved it was still an amazing world. Um, and she was doing that for about a year. Um, the young man that had helped her start the website moved on to other things. And she was sort of left on her own when I graduated from, from college, from Harvard. And I'd been really looking at all kinds of startups. I've been looking at ways that I could get involved in the world and step out in the world in a positive way to have a deep impact. I'd looked at all my, you know, people, my friends that had graduated before me who had ended up in, you know, just sort of miserable jobs. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want that. And so I came home to sort of assess what my choices were. Um, and there was this startup doing positive things in the world, uh, right in my own home. And I have to say, I, I had always in college as a cynical student thought, oh gosh, you know, like classic cynical Harvard student, ugh, you know, mom's positive news website, you know, what is that doing in the world? And I was really fundamentally changed by helping her on the site. I began to write more. I began to work on getting our work into education and just really fell in love with the work itself, fell in love with building an online website, going, building this from a blog to uh, an entire media company and really building it out into something that is now truly global. Uh, and that just became a really fun endeavor for me. And I found sort of an entrepreneurial spirit through that. I didn't think I had one. And, and now I'm sort of in charge of all the operations and functions of what we do. And 
it's just been really an incredible journey to participate in something like this. Um, and just, it's a really fun ride. Yeah. I have so many questions that are like running through my head right now because I love that your mom had started this. Um, and it was something that she felt was really important. And just to have something that's, um, where you can go, that's genuine, that you can sort of Mm -hmm. use as an escape from the realities of the day to day, I think is so important. And this piece too, I think really about changing the dialogue that we are not only experiencing, but also sharing with, with ourselves, the way we speak to ourselves, the way we speak to others when there's negativity around us, it permeates everything. So to have a resource that's an interrupter that way, how powerful. Yeah. I think it's, it's really important that we remember that the news is newsworthy and it, because it's sort of once in a while, right? Like we write about at ever widening circles, stuff that's meaningful and powerful, but doesn't make the news because it's often the, uh, from a process of slow, continuous, wonderful progress, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're not hearing on the news every day that mil- thousands of people make it out of poverty every day. You're not hearing about every plan- plane that lands safely, right? Those are sort of like mundane things. You don't learn that there's a decrease in violence in, in the world. Yeah. And that's because it's slow, continuous progress. And, and we think about, about what we do at Ever Widening Circles as you know, bringing joy and wonder and awe into people's lives in a really meaningful way. Um, not just, you know, it's, it's great to know that somebody adopted a puppy or that, you know, this good thing sort of one-off thing happened, which is very often the thing that fills that news slot at the end after they've just given you the de- mm-hmm. depressing deluge. Yeah. But we want to leave people with like really meaningful and deep things so that they know when they see that the rainforest is burning, that somebody is using old cell phones to help local communities stop the deforestation that causes those, um, those fires. You know, we want to give people a knowledge that even though the last rhinos are barely hanging on, that somebody has figured out how to train single mothers to empower them and they become incredible game wardens that unite community and wildlife. I mean, these are things that you can hold into hands. You need to know what's happening in the world, but then you also need to know who's, who's in charge, who's, who's making progress here. And then we often yeah. forget that part. We're looking for news. Yeah. And I think this part about progress is so important because often it feels like, are we even making positive (laughs) like progress in the world? Is there an impact or are we just sort of stagnant in this um, like perpetual crazy? I don't know how else to say it. And so to have a resource, and I know this is at the core of what you do, it's about celebrating our collective progress and showing it and sharing it. And to have that reminder, I need it. Like I need it today. I need it every day. Like we, we need to know that we are actually, there are people out there moving in that positive direction that we as a collective community are doing so. Yeah. And I think we're not treating media. I think the best way to think about media is like a diet. Like yeah, you, we need to have, we need to have media. We need to know what's happening though. We need to stay informed. I'm not in any way saying go turn off the news and only listen to positive things, but we need to have that. But think of that as like a really big, heavy, deeply nutritious meal. If you're eating a deeply nutritious meal every five minutes, you're going to start to feel sick and overwhelmed and Mm -hmm. you can't eat the delicious, you know, steak dinner and beautiful salad and all that beautiful, you know, baked potato or whatever all the time, all the, always. Um, nor can you satiate yourself 
every once in a while with like, you know, a little candy. And so we really think about what we do at Ever Widening Circles is offering people like a nutritious salad, you know, mm-hmm. that, you know, when you haven't had a salad in a long time, you finally eat a vegetable and you're like, wow, that feels really good. I should do that more often. <laughs> I should do that more. Yeah, exactly. I feel good right now. That's how it feels to go to Ever Widening Circles, right? You're like, oh, I really should do that more often. And we're not offering you some kind of fancy niçoise salad that, you know, has Mm -hmm. things you can't pronounce on it. We're offering you like a solid garden salad. It's nutritious. It's totally digestible. And it like makes you feel a little better and, and makes you crave that more. And I think if we thought about what we consume like a diet, we would consume less often the big heavy news stories. We'd consume them maybe twice, three times a day. We wouldn't consume them every five minutes. And we would, we'd try and feel more satiated by including things that are meaningful and uplifting and make us feel good in a, in a meaningful way as mm-hmm. a part of our, our diet more often. Mm-hmm. It's about balance. It's about exactly staying informed, which I think is more important now than ever, is staying mm-hmm. informed, knowing what's happening around you, making informed decisions, um, educating yourself, forming opinions. But then on the flip side of that is walking away so that you're not overwhelmed by all of that and having that sense of balance where you also are consuming the positivity, the good news. But I think, um, but I think you're right. It's all about balance because often we can be flooded in both directions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, you know, on one side, there's the, the word that going around is like doom scrolling, right? I'm trying to stay informed as like a good person and it's just depressing me. And it's like, I keep going down that rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. And on the other side is you know, I guess the, the phrase for it is toxic positivity, right? Where it's like, everything's fine. Everything's good. You know, let's all look from the bright side of life. And I think to be a really healthy, balanced person, you need to be able to hold in one hand and know that the world has its problems. And on the other hand, be able to feel comforted in that someone is doing something about those problems and that you can be a part of helping yeah. or be a part of being an educated person who can live in a world that moves towards progress. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot about our articles, it's not all about, you know, people that are doing wonderful things. We'll have stuff in there like why you can fall in love with, with home again, or, you know, learning about some little creature under the sea. And, you know, to us, that's not just superfluous stuff. That's really important that we look at the world with curiosity and we develop our critical thinking skills and do all these things in, in terms of a fun wonderment lens. If we love the world that we live in, we're more likely to care about the other people and animals and the planet that we live on. Um, if we care in our, find wonder in all of it and, mm-hmm. and it can have that positive outlook. Yeah. So interesting what you just said about toxic positivity, because I think there's like two ends of the spectrum. You're either like in the doom and gloom or you're in the the group of people where it's like, good vibes only. And, um, I think that's so important to share those messages. And I certainly share those messages, but to do so without also having a lens on the fact that there will be struggle, there will be moments where you feel down, where you're experiencing, um, you know, a setback or whatever it might be, you know, looking at positivity, but also through the lens of like the reality of the human experience. And for me, that's been so important to have that dichotomy and that balance and to share positive messages and to share the joy because that's what we're doing. I think so much of this life is about 
seeking our joy and and sharing it and spreading it, but also having that lens on of, hey, life is hard sometimes and there are going to be struggles and there are going to be setbacks and really kind of like embracing and embodying both simultaneously, I think is really important to share. So it's interesting that you brought up um, this topic of toxic positivity because I think sometimes we do feel that. We feel like, oh my God, like the positivity can be exhausting <laughs> just as much as the negativity can be. Yeah. I mean, I will say I am not a naturally positive, optimistic person. I struggle with my own bouts of anxiety and, and depression, all those things. It's not like being in this job makes me, it, I'm doing mm-hmm. this job because it, I'm an internal optimist who just needs to bring joy and wonder <laughs> and love to the world. Yeah, That's the opposite, not the opposite, but close to the opposite of who I am. I'm very practical and like, let's think about this kind of person. But I think even to the name of your podcast, seek the joy. Like I think we need to very often go seek positivity or seek joy or seek wonder, you know, there is this element of like, we have to put in a little work sometimes to really be able to feel the gratitude for having found the joy or the awe or the wonderment. And I think it's really important that we continue to do that and not feel bad if we're not feeling it all the time. You Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. it's just not reasonable to feel it all the time. And it's important that we are able again to balance both understanding the world as it seems, and then finding ways to see the world as it actually is, mm-hmm. whether that's, you know, through the lens of positivity or through the lens of practicality or however you, your, your viewpoint on the world. Yeah. Um, I think it's just really important that you are seeking out opportunities for joy and wonder and awe in your life, because that will enrich so many other parts of your outlook mm-hmm. on life. I couldn't agree more. And I think you said it so, you said it so well, and I often feel this way too. Um, there's almost like sometimes people expect like, cause I have a podcast with the name joy in it and I am <laughs> joyful all the time and I'm not. And I try and be as open and transparent about those moments where I'm not in that space of joy. And to be honest, I'll have like an hour during the day where I feel that joy. And then Sometimes the other 23 are not that way. And I think it's okay. And I think it's about a level of acceptance with the fact that there are highs and lows, you know, within anything that you do. But I'm curious, has focusing more on these positive messages and helping to share them, has that helped you shift your mindset at all or even how you interact with or or speak to yourself and others? I'm really curious about the impact on this platform on your life and and your own well-being. Yeah, I think it really has. Like I said, I I came out of my undergraduate. I, I did that at Harvard, and not that they meant to develop a very cynical person, but you know, you learn these critical thinking skills, and you sharpen your knives of how to view the world, and you you, you come out of it, you know. Especially, and I was involved in a lot with a lot of people who, you know, were really into social justice and all those important things, and it made me sort of cynical to the world being. A, a place where progress is happening. Like, you know, I wanted to just pick apart everything. Mm -hmm. And I think working with ever widening circles has reinstilled in me a sense of wonderment and curiosity and remembering to pause and see beauty. And every single day I get to be a novice at something. I get to feel the feeling of not being an expert. So I don't come into it with some, you know, lofty ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I'm writing an article about, you know, the Hubble space station or the Hubble, um, space telescope, 
I'm coming to it as a total novice. I'm just curious about space and about an image I saw on the Hubble telescope. Mm -hmm. And then I get to learn all about it. I get to tumble in through that lens of curiosity, or I get to, you know, learn more about a piece of history that has been lost to, to people for years. And, and across our team, we find ourselves getting to re-explore curiosity and sort of this, it always gets said as like childlike wonderment, but it's not childlike. We all have it. And after a while we forget to engage with it, I think. Mm -hmm. And it's just like when you stop to recognize moments of joy or beauty, you know, I think more often now I am recognizing moments of joy and beauty for what they are. I'm pausing to enjoy those moments because I get the opportunity to write and edit pieces that talk about that joy, that talk about that wonder, that talk about that awe and the importance of that in our lives and talk about people that are doing incredible things. And so it has changed me when it comes to reminding me to pause and celebrate those wonderful little things that make this world so amazing. And, and, Mm -hmm. and I think we forget to do that very often. Yeah. And it's interesting because I think having that level of curiosity allows you to explore more of yourself and explore Mm -hmm. more of the world. And I think you're right. Often we forget to be curious. Um, I have moments during my day where I'm so much on autopilot that I'm not even questioning like what it is that I'm doing (laughs) or saying. It's kind of like you're just in this sort of go, go, go mentality. And I think so many of us are experiencing that. I think now, especially, you know, experiencing this pandemic and Um, just trying to get through the day, quite frankly, you know, and to remind yourself that it's okay to take pause, that it's okay to be curious, to explore, to ask questions. Um, You're right. It just opens up your mind in a very different way. And it's, it's very powerful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think if you look at right now, why are so many people interested in like getting new plants or starting sourdough? It's like, yeah, you finally get to explore something you've always been curious about, like making bread. I'm really now into the sourdough game and like <laughs> I get to experiment and I get to try something out and I get to, sometimes it fails, but it doesn't really matter. And who cares? It's just bread and you know, flour and water and, or, you know, plants like experimenting with those things. Like you're right now, we're getting, I think you're watching people in whatever thing they've sort of chosen to fixate on while in, you know, quarantine is like, you're getting to watch people find joy in little things again mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and, you know, find awe and wonder in little things again. And I think that speaks so much to the, the power of what we're doing and what I've learned through this whole process is like, we can do that more often and we don't need a pandemic to make us do that. We can do that much more often and find beauty everywhere. If we're just, if we're, if we're flexing that muscle a little bit more, it starts to be easier and easier to see that everywhere. Yeah. I almost feel like this pandemic has given, given people, given us the permission that we've been waiting for to, um, explore those things. And I love that you said you've been making sourdough. I've been making bracelets. It's been like, this is how I spend my lunch hour. I'm like beating these bracelets. And I think the last time I did this, I was like 12. Um, uh, but it's finding these little things that, you know, bring you joy in the moment. It's honestly the most peaceful thing I've done in a long time. And I'm laughing at myself. I have like this collection of bracelets. I don't know what I'm going to do with them, but they're <laughs> sitting there, but it's been fun. And, and it's almost been like this, this sense of permission, like you said, to, to explore these things that bring you joy. What else have you been right. doing other than making sourdough? Have you, are there other things that you've started to do during this time that you wouldn't have done otherwise? Well, the sourdough is one. Um, 
it's funny. I think you say that the bracelet thing, you know, I think a lot of us are like reverting back to things we may have loved as children. Yes. Um, like I always wanted to be a gardener. My mom was a gardener. This year we planted a huge garden as a family to like, you know, pick from. And, um, so I'm like now the other day I was just like pulling cabbages and like felt very homesteady. I planted (laughs) a lot of beans. I'm running an experiment with my beans. Like it's funny. I'm getting to explore and take time for things that are really wonderful. Like when everything was growing, I would just go out in the morning with my coffee and like, you know, see if anything had grown, you know, a lot overnight, (laughs) never had. But yeah, those moments are just like, like you're saying it's permission to pause. It's permission to have a little wonder. It's permission to explore things like my partner and I, um, he and I are working on fixing up an old suburban to turn into like a weekend camper. Like, so now I'm learning all about cars, which is never something I thought I'd be interested (laughs) in. Um, and now I know where the impact sensor is for the airbag, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, it's, it's fun in that way of, And I never thought I'd be someone to take apart a car and love it. And here I am taking apart a car and learning something entirely new and and loving it. Same with gardening, same with sourdough. Yeah, I love that. I'm curious during this time, what has the experience been like? Maybe taking these moments of pause or exploring something new has been easy or difficult. Um, I'm asking this question because it takes me back to whatever widening circles is really doing with, I think, creating these moments in these spaces online to celebrate the things that we're doing. Um, so I'm mm-hmm. curious, you know, what has this time been like for you in doing that? Yeah, it's this interesting, it's this interesting dichotomy, I think, right? Like at the beginning of the pandemic, we had realized that we had something that was really powerful and so useful for people. Yeah. And it, I think my, I speak for the team too. It's like myself and the team, we realized suddenly we were just humming and a buzz with needing to do the work we're doing because we felt it was so important to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and we still feel that it's really important to people. And so there's on this one hand, there's this almost overwhelming need to like get what we're doing out into the world because I think we think it can be, and we know it can be so helpful to people. Um, and at the same time, you know, we're adjusting, we used to be an all in person team and now we're adjusting to virtual life and trying to maintain our relationships there and, and stay together. And so it's been difficult for me personally. And then as an entrepreneur, I think, and anybody who is in the hustle game, I, I hate saying that I'm part of the hustle culture, but you know, so many it's of us okay, are, I am too. You, you forget to pause. Like, yeah. I mean, I just went on a vacation. I use very big air quotes there. I was trying to work my full-time work schedule be with my, be present with my family, work on this car thing, you know, in my spare time. And I found myself trying to juggle too many balls because I thought, Oh, I'm working from home. I can handle all this. Mm -hmm. And usually I would, if I, we were working in our office, you know, when I'm not in the office, I'm like clearly not working. Um, and so I think I'm learning, I think everyone's learning how to balance, um, this time where, you know, I feel more than ever the need to like work and work and work because I need to produce something that is positive for the world, which it really needs right now. But at the same time, I can't produce, I can't have the right spark or joy or be present with my, my employees or be present with my team. Um, if I'm not giving some time to myself to do the things that mm-hmm. spark joy outside of work. And I think that's probably the the feeling that a lot of people who are on the hustle or in the grind or whatever, um, are doing because we all usually start the grind or the hustle, whatever it is, because it's our our side project that we're passionate about. 
And just to pause and remember why we're doing it, you know, take time for yourself, even step away from those things to make yourself feel better. I mean, I'm, I should listen to my own advice on that one, but that's something (laughs) that I'm now trying to reincorporate into my work that I, that I had balanced good before. And I'm, and I'm losing that balance a little bit, but I, 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 that's sort of a struggle that I think we all face and it's just good, a good reminder sometimes to just recenter. Yeah. I think I've lost that balance completely because similarly to you, if I'm, if I wasn't in the office, I wasn't working, but now I feel like I live at work because work is also at home. And so even in these off hours, you know, if there's an email that comes through or, you know, someone on your team needs something, you're like, okay, I'm going to run to the computer real quick. It'll be five minutes, but then five minutes turns into 30. And then next thing you know, you've spent your entire Saturday working or Mm -hmm. whatever day it might be. And so I think more of us need to share this reality of it's been really hard. (laughs) It's been really hard to find this balance and this sense of a new normalcy and creating boundaries. I think um, boundaries has been something that's been coming up more and more lately for so many of us because we're having to exercise new ones or explore new ones for ourselves. Um, But yeah, working at home makes you think you can do everything. I can be present with my family and be working and work on the podcast and have a call with a friend. And no, it's just not possible. And you've got to take time for yourself too. I think it's so important, especially, you know, in my case, it's kind of funny and and difficult because, you know, usually you'd maybe be like, I'm going to be present with my, my family. Well, my family is, you know, my mom and and my dad to some extent are, they're part of ever widening circles as well. (laughs) So families work too. The whole thing, right? Exactly. We're sitting down to dinner, a call or talking and it's, you know, all we can talk about is technically work. And, and so it's, and my mom, you know, she's the true, this is like her spirit, her, her, her full project. This is what feeds her soul. And so she can't help but talk about, it. and it's also kind of, it's her, you know, pat side hustle passion as well too, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on top of still being a dentist. And so for her, like she wants to talk about this in the off hours. And so it's so uncomfortable at times to be able to set the boundary, to have to set the boundaries on like, okay, it's dinner time. Let's talk about, you know, how my brother's doing or <laughs> yeah. something, you know? Yeah. But, you know, I think, if you want to stay passionate about something, you have to remember to take time for the, for all the other things that feed your soul too. It's just a part of being an entrepreneur and being somebody who's on the hustle and and being a human, right? Like you've got the things that you love. You've got the things you feed your soul. You've got the things that pay the bills. And then you've got, you know, so many other things, just make sure you're prioritizing those and remembering to not let them overlap too much. Yeah. I think that's really good advice and really important. And so I'm curious, what do you rely on to, um, maybe help you take a step back or are are there things that you really love to do that help you recenter or balance? Um, I don't know whether that's like being in nature or unplugging, are there things that you rely on that really, help you do that for yourself? Yeah. One of the big things that I do is, um, I'm a, I mean, I love being outdoors. I'm a big canoe camper. Mm-hmm. I haven't been able to do any of those trips, but I'll do backwoods canoe camping, um, Adirondacks are just a couple hours away. So I'll go to the Adirondacks and I mean, there, I literally have to unplug because there's nothing to plug into, <laughs> uh, cell service. And that's, I find that really, really, really fun and lovely. And then, you know, a good hike, just putting the phone away on a hike, uh, it doesn't make my Instagram look good because I forget to take photos, but um, <laughs> it's just, those are good moments. And then, you know, to me, a, a good thing to, to remember all, for me to be doing as well is just 
things like this car project or things like making sourdough, those got really into making beans, you know, like those little things that you can also incorporate into your day that aren't, you know, a giant wilderness canoe camping trip that are just moments to cook. I'm doing a lot of cooking um, Mm. and that's helping feel very connected as well. Yeah. This reminds me of something I've had to do and I'm still doing, but it's almost like redefining what it means to be productive or redefining what it means to be engaged. Um, I think oftentimes we think to be productive means you're in that hustle, right? You're in that go to go, 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 go. But really oftentimes being productive is doing the things that you just shared or even doing nothing, um, which is a challenge for a lot of us, me included. Yeah. And I think another thing that I think is really important and not everyone can unplug and not everyone can do all that is schedule. It's going to seem weird, but like if you schedule out your calendar, like I do this now where I'll schedule my calendar by the hour and it looks like I'm I'm an insane person, but (laughs) you know, one of the big things when we're working right now, we'll get like an email. I'm like, Oh, that's urgent. I got to do that right now. And we're constantly distracting ourselves. And so I've just like made a work schedule and a, and a life schedule that separate the two that leave space for me to do things when they get sort of shoved on my plate real quick. Um, you know, I leave the last 20 minutes of every hour to do whatever anybody in the hour was like, I need you to do this. I need you to do that. Can you do this? Mm -hmm. And it makes me, I think like you were saying, be more present with each thing at one thing at a time. I think being at home, you can, start to absorb too many things at one time or try and you're, you're being productive by doing everything all at once. And then you're just in a world when you feel like you accomplish nothing. Yeah. Um, so I think being really intentional about what we're doing with our time and making sure that we are kind of s- segregating out exactly what we're doing and maybe who we're being with or what work we're, we're focused in on. I think that that has really been helping me lately in not feeling a sense of insane urgency about everything that's coming at me every second of the day. Yeah. You nailed it when you said insane urgency, because (laughs) I relate to that. I relate to that. I mean, it's almost like this sense of, okay, I got to get to everything and everybody Mm -hmm. needs something. And, um, I don't know. You're right. You've got to figure out what it means for you to be present and for everyone, it's going to be different. And I think that's important too, is, is, knowing that what it means for you to be present is going to be different for someone else. I think often, and especially as we spend more time online, we define who we are. We define how we relate to the world, how we relate to ourselves based on somebody else's measure. And so creating that own internal measure for yourself is key, but it takes, it takes work and it takes time. And I think that's okay. Knowing that I think is okay. I I think you're spot on there. I think so much of, you know, we can read, what does Elon Musk do to be productive? What does, you know, Aaron Hoffington do to be productive? Right. And I'm, you know, we read every blog and we like we read every article and really it's a process of like, I'm going to try this thing out. Does this work? Uh, no, it doesn't. Does this work? And, and, and giving yourself the opportunity not to feel like you failed because you couldn't wake up at 3am and write four articles and do yoga and everything else. It's like, for one person, this is their, this is what's productive and feels good to them. And for another person, this is what's productive and feels good to them. And like, you don't have to measure yourself by some, what the Forbes 30 under 30 people are doing standard or what, you know, the big CEOs are doing standard. If they happen to have a tip that works for you, great, incorporate it. If not, buy another tip or buy another person to go to for tips. But, yeah, you know, I think it's all about personalizing your experience and knowing what opportunities are out there in order to, again, it's becoming more balanced and more educated, 
um, to know what opportunities are out there to be able to try different things or, or, or know better or give this life hack a try or this one a, a go. It's, it's all about finding a, a balance that works for you. Yeah. I think what you just said, you nailed it. And it's about trying things and figuring out what works and taking what works and leaving the rest and knowing that it's okay to mm-hmm. do so. On um, Ever Widening Circles, you share all these really impactful articles and words, and there's so much wisdom, I think, embedded in the mission of what you're doing. And so I'm curious, you know, with everything that you share, is there an article or a piece or something that you've shared um, that has really stuck with you or maybe even taking it wider, like a piece of advice or something that continues to to really inspire you on this journey in sharing, um, sharing the goodness and celebrating, you know, everything that's uh, going on in our world? Yeah, I think one of them that fits right into this conversation um, is an article we wrote featuring a Ted talk. Um, I think it's like, ask yourself the title of the article is like, ask yourself these two questions, um, uh, to be more productive and happy in life or something like that. And it's this wonderful person. I can't remember his name. Um, who talks about, you know, ask yourself if you had all the time and money in the world, what would you be doing? You know, and you didn't have any constraints. You didn't, you got all your to-do lists done. Mm-hmm. What would you choose to do? And, he's talking about how, you know, in order to be present for other people, be present for your work, we have to find what brings us joy and do those things. We have to, you know, in order to, you know, if we're not working in the thing that brings us joy and all those things, and that's okay. If you found that job, oh my gosh, congratulations. Mm -hmm. Great job. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you aren't working in that, in that job, what are you doing that fills you up? That makes you feel whole, that then allows you to come to your work with a a sense of presence and a sense of being fully there. And it's, I think it was just, it happened. It's a piece of advice that came at a good time. It's a piece of advice that I think is more resonant than ever um, for me. And it's just a great reminder that we need to encourage people to have their favorite hobby or do the job that feeds their soul or, you know, do the thing, let, let them have the space to do the thing that makes them most happy because you're going to make people who are more productive, more present with their family, have more joy to share with others if, if we allow for space for that. And so not that the hustle can't be, you know, your the thing that feeds your soul, but mm-hmm. really ask yourself, what is it that you'd be doing with your time if you had nothing else to be doing? And, and remember to pause and make time in your schedule to do those things. Yeah. Um, that one is really, really st- stuck with me. Mm, I love that. I'm curious too, where do you see your role moving forward or ever widening circles role, um, moving forward, you know, as you continue to, I think, curate and share good, positive news. And I know you're creating platforms and apps that, you know, it's about empowerment and really giving people a a space to, you know, explore all this goodness. Where, where do you see your role, um, in all of this, you know, moving forward? Yeah, we had a really good conversation about this the other day and, I love getting an idea started and then putting it in the right hands for it to grow. And I think we've done that time and time again on our team. You know, I'm really great at, and I love developing systems that work and then letting somebody else master them and like, let them grow. Like the way that we write articles, you know, that was developed out of like me just working really hard to figure out what the best way to use our team's time was. And I, I'm, it, it might sound boring to some people, but I do love this process of setting up systems and I get to be entrepreneurial in my own 
business. Um, and I just love being able to work with people who can, you know, take up the, the exciting, uh, next project. And so I love that project development piece. I love, you know, we've, my baby was to work on our project, getting into education, EWC ed. I just worked on launching our app. Um, and now we're working on, on all kinds of wonderful things. Uh, we've got a, a conference coming up and, um, we've got a podcast coming out. Um, and those are things that we're working on planning. And I love that process of mm. making something new and then putting it in the hands of somebody who can really make it flourish. Mm. I love this, what you just said about being entrepreneurial within your own business, because the ideas don't stop and the desire, I think, to be innovative within this space of impact doesn't stop. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that's really cool. I love that. And so speaking of the future, looking towards the future, um, I've got to ask you the question I I ask everybody that comes on the show. um, And that is, what is your biggest dream? I think my biggest dream is to help people be educated, whether they're kids or adults, to see the world in terms of possibility, um, to see themselves represented in all that in the in the future, um, and to impact people into no longer feeling a sense of future fatalism that the world is terrible, um, giving them a lens with which to look at the world uh, in in new ways that help them not only see how they can be a part of all this progress, but also see that there is progress being made and you know, whether that's whatever widening circles or future endeavors that I put out there, that's what I would like to do is make sure that everybody, no matter your age, kids on up to adults are, are, are seeing the world in terms of terms of possibility and, and learning, becoming lifelong learners, um, in that process. I think that being able to see the possibilities and see yourself in those realms of possibility. I think it goes back to what we spoke about earlier about this piece about curiosity and it allows you to see the world, um, to see more of the world and and also see your place in the world. And I think this is so timely and such a powerful message. And I can't thank you enough for coming on the podcast and, and having this conversation with me. Um, where, where can everybody find you find, uh, ever widening circles and download the app and, and start engaging with all of this great content that you're, that you're really sharing with the world. Yeah. So the best way to stay up to date with us is by downloading the app. Um, we have, we're available on Apple and Android, um, you can subscribe for a less than a dollar a month and you get a lovely notification every time we publish something new. A lot of people put it in with the apps if it's like the first thing they check in the morning so they can start their day off on the right foot, which I love. Or maybe you put <laughs> it on the apps that you check right before bed. Um, that's a great way to connect with our community. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram at everwideningcircles. And then you can follow us on Facebook at everwideningcircles and Twitter EWC tweets our website at ewc.co. Um, and that's sort of the landscape with ever widening circles. And then myself, if you'd like to follow my ramblings and probably now random truck adventures, I'm at liesl.uv <laughs> on Instagram. Perfect. I'm definitely going to follow along because I need to see where this truck adventure uh, takes you. And the, thank you <laughs> so much again. This was so much fun. And um, I just love the direction we went with talking about positivity and goodness, but also, um, you know, how it ties into our own personal journeys and staying present, I think 
in such a crazy time. So thank you so much again. Yes. And thank you for all the work that you do. I think, you know, more than ever, we always need to be reminded that joy is present in the world and it's the quickest way we can start to feel a little more happiness and wonder. So thank you for, for creating more, more positivity in the world and proving it's still an amazing world. 